It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Wheel Takes, a podcast about Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time books, a series of fantasy books that I've read all of. And I'm reading them currently right now as we speak, which is why you're here (laughs) (laughs) to listen to me try to figure out what's going to happen before I read it. podcast only contains spoilers for the stuff that Allie has already read, which, which one of us is Allie? Me, Allie? that's me. That's right, and who am I? That's Gus. That's Gus. This is Gus. Um, oh my gosh, what if I had paused for a really long time? I could just edit that, that in. That would be, you absolutely should. <laughs> maybe I will. Amazing. Um, or maybe you did, and I'm joking about having edited it in. So Gus, where did Whoa, we leave off last time? We, we oh. never recorded anything. The wheel, wheels is the wheel, wheels. So yes, no spoilers past what Allie's already read. Allie has read through chapter five of The Dragon Reborn. Yeah, so I read and then we tell you about what I've read and what my takes are. And uh, usually they're wrong, probably, I don't know, I haven't read yet. Sorry. Chapter four? Chapter four of The Dragon there Reborn. She has not read chapter five of The Dragon mm-hmm. Reborn yet. So if you message me and tell me something that happens in chapter five, you're a big jerk. We had quite a week, didn't we? Yesterday was our seven-year anniversary of yes. dating, and then last week we had to cancel and reschedule our wedding. Yeah, so, so it's been uh, it's been a wild up and it's down. It's been popping. But we're excited here. to be here with you today on this podcast, talking about books because books are fun. Mm-hmm. I like books, and so do you. Oh, wow. <laughs> what I just. I just, that was such an intro and I loved it. Thank you. So now that that's out of the way, Allie. 
yeah. turning it back on you. Okay, no, my dear. no, no. I believe I asked you where first. Where did we? Where, do, where did leave? we leave off? Uh, it's not fun if I do it because I'm always totally on the ball and I never have to stall for time to think about it. Wow. I never once okay. had to stall for time. Surely not what I'm Attack doing right me now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we left <gasps> off. You don't remember? No, me I do. Either. Oh. Do no. you? Uh. We, we met the tinker. We did. And we left off with Perrin introducing her back to the camp of mm-hmm. folks. Yes. And we saw a, a, a woman wearing Oh, I just realized I don't pants. have my phone. Oh, you me. should go get that. Hang on. 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 Welcome back. Hang on. Now you have your phone? Yeah, I got it. Great. So, Allie. Yes. Chapter two mm. is called Sidene. Sidene. What is Sidene? Sidene is a lady magic. No. Sidar is the lady magic. Yes. Sidene, how he was testing you. Yes. Sidene is the man magic. I For some reason, I always feel like Sidene should be the lady magic, and I don't know why. Ooh, I think it's, your foot. I think it's because... Ooh, careful. I think it's because Sidar sounds just so harsh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's fair. You know? I get where you're coming from there. You know, it's just, it's just some linguistic patriarchy we've got going on, I guess. That's how it is. Whatever. But this is the chapter heading for Sidene. Probably would have helped you figure it out, because what is this, Sally? It is a dragon talon. That is the dragon fang. You always call it a talon. Because it's black, and when has any tooth that's normal been black? Never, but I don't know. I just it's feel called like the Dragon's if, Fang. It's been that way well, since the beginning of the series. Well, if you expect me to remember things from the beginning That's of a the good series, point. like truly, who am I? Do you not know me after seven years? You I'm not going to remember doing anything. A great job is what you are. Aww. So, Allie, would you read for us your unfiltered, unrestricted, unrated notes? I don't know. <laughs> not from, rated from chapter two. Okay. No, no one has reviewed them. No one has. Aww. Chapter two. Min sees that Leah is going to die. Big surprise there, considering everything is about to suck a big one, and Leah will just stand there and let it happen. Mm. The poor pseudo-magic kids sit around discussing how hard it is to have powers while 11-year-old Allie is still waiting to go to Hogwarts. (laughs) Side note, if J.K. Rowling had written that book now, Hogwarts would be spelled Hogwarts with a Z. The Z would be in the middle, and it would be silent. No, it'd be silent. It'd just be there. Classic. Mm. 2020 energy. Wrap loyal in bubble wrap and then put armor on top of that. If any harm comes to him, I'm sh- I'll sue Robert Jordan for emotional distress. <laughs> uh, loyal is writing a book. I think I know what he should call it. The Wheel of Time. Yes. That is not what he calls it. What does he call it? I don't remember, but it's not the Wheel of Time. It's right there. Yeah, but like Tolkien already did that, and no one would copy that unless they were a totally unoriginal well, but didn't hack he call job. It there and back like again. Benioff and Weiss. Didn't 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 Bilbo call it there and back again? There and back again. A Hobbit's Tale by Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. And then in the movie, at least, Frodo calls the second part of it the Lord of the Rings. Oh. But also, the Hobbit, I think, is also subtitled The Hobbit or There and Back Again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the whole implication behind that is that Bilbo wrote The Hobbit, Frodo wrote Lord of the Rings, and then Sam wrote the appendices. I think. Yeah, Um, I think that's right. Because Tolkien's whole thing is that as a linguist, he he justified everything by going, well, I was translating it from the original. Like, it's as if he found it. 
in I don't know what the language would be. It's not it's not Quenya or Sindarin because that's Elvish, but you know that. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I'm done talking. I'll about definitely that. know. No, yeah, I'll definitely yeah. know. <sighs> I can't believe you thought you'd think it was Quendia, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's high elf, I think. Uh, yeah, go, 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 go. go. <laughs> Rand is yelling at Morgan again, showing his Rand Paul nature yet again. Hey, when Rand has three wives, he's going to be Randy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was a stream of consciousness. That's good. Uh, Listen, pal, it's not as if Morgan has done the whole end of the world thing before. Maybe cut her some slack. She's doing her best. Thank you, my past self. I agree. (laughs) Can one person in this dang book's... In these dang books, Alexandra, like the Aes Sedai, please. Rand made an earthquake. Perrin was shook. <laughs> Pun. You're welcome. But um, I know Rand has a lot on his plate, but it's not like anyone else is a member of the Clean Plate Club. Uh, what I mean by that is Rand's got a lot going on, but he's also being a little bit self-absorbed in that, you know, a lot of us have things going on, man. That's true. You're not, you, it's not unique to you. We rescheduled our wedding. Right? What do you got, Rand? Well, there's a pandemic going. I have, you know, wham. Sorry <laughs> that the world is ending and you have to do something about it. I can relate. Listen. Okay. So that's the end of the chapter. That's for the me. end of the chapter yes. for you. Um, I don't feel like a lot happened. Not a lot happens. That's, that's very typical early book. The you know, first, it's a lot of sitting around and pouting at the moment. Yeah, the on first Rand's like part four. And part. Everything you've read so far mm-hmm. outside of Pedrin Nile being Pedrin Nile is a lot of hey, we've been here for a while and nothing has happened. Let's do more setup. Yeah, some pouting is going on a little bit in terms of being magic yeah. and pouting. Yeah. Well, and and okay, I've decided I'm going to do the thing, but now we're not doing anything. There's a thing in books where um, the hero gets thrust into something and they're very reluctant, and I always find that frustrating. Even though I know it's an essential part of the storytelling mechanic that there is a reluctant hero, I just i am always kind of like, just well, but accept is, it. <laughs> is that what's going on right now? Or well, Rand a little bit. Rand's kind of saying like, okay, we've been sitting here, people are fighting and dying because of me. Mm-hmm. And we've been sitting here in this little bowl in the woods, in the mountains, mm-hmm. for months, not doing anything while other people are dying. Uh-huh. And Moraine is like, yeah, yeah, I know. Just hold on. Taviran will happen. we got to wait longer. And Rand is like, what if we didn't wait longer? What if we just like, well, when will we know? Taviran's about to happen, I'm well, feeling. But... Is that reluctant? That's why the story has begun. Is that reluctant narrator, or is that? Well, no. It's more that he has powers and he's very sort of angsty about it and not super thrilled. Which you know, it's part of same thing with Perrin. Perrin's not super thrilled to be Wolfman, mm. and you know, I understand that that's part of the whole hero's journey thing we're going on. Sure, but there's a part of me that just wants to clap my hands in their face and go get over it. Well, but then Rand Rand is more less at that point and more at a point of like, okay, I get it. Can I do the thing now? Right? Yeah. 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 Or am I? Am I? Do you disagree? Well, it's not that I disagree. I think it's a little bit of well, we're not in its head. That yeah, that's so, true. That's a little tricky for me to say. I'm mostly talking about Perrin at this moment. Oh, I'm sorry. Which okay. is definitely true for him. Yeah, Perrin is And I might assume very... by extension, because the last time we met Rand, he was still being angsty. I'm going to assume that we're continuing on this angst a There's, little bit. Yeah, I'm sure he's having some trouble with the whole being Which, okay. the dragon thing. I get it. But also, let's... <laughs> All right. 
move on. We're we're here now. Rand is not around at the moment. Um, um, Perrin leads Leah to Moraine's tent. Matt's still with the Aes Sedai, probably, right? Matt is probably at Tarvalon at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they have been here all of winter and it's getting towards spring and they didn't use the portal stones to get back to Tarvalon because who would want to do that? No one let Luce Theron get that dagger. Luce Theron? Not Luce Theron. Penfane. Lo- Logan. No Logan. one let, yeah, don't Why let him Logan touch Why would Logan want that dagger? To die? He, true, he's, that's he's, true. He's yeah. in a bad place. Yeah, he is pretty suicidal right now. Yeah, so please keep that dagger in a safe place location away from Logan. I feel like Logan is going to become important somehow. Um, why? Well, I just think his trajectory would be really interesting in that, well, maybe not, maybe I'm just, you know, feeling sorry for him, so I'm hoping he has some kind of comeback, mm-hmm. you know? He is very sad right now. He's very sad. He's very um, Britney Spears after she shaved her head, you know, where you just you just root for her. You're just hoping she figures it out. I really, it's the same thing, you know, and she attacked a paparazzi with an umbrella. Mightn't he be there to show what could happen to Rand? I mean, he he isn't necessarily, not all the characters in this series have great significance. Yes, and I understand that I'm I'm operating under the assumption for some reason that everyone is important. Well, I mean, you can. I I think it would be a nice narrative to see Loghain figure out some kind of way to have a productive life Regardless, he takes up jigsaw puzzles and yeah, knitting. Yeah, he, you know, he becomes a great line dancer. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think if Logan is going to have a part in mm-hmm. this story? Where where do you think that's going to go? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I'm thinking about it because I think there's all these dragons, false dragons, mm-hmm. right, coming up. There are more magic men than ever, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be important to figure out what to do with them all. You know, other than just kind of accept the fact that they will slowly die, Mm -hmm. you know, perhaps they can... gentle them and stuff. Yeah, perhaps they can become a force for good in this kind of crap fest that they've been given. I think that'd be a really nice narrative. And maybe Logan leads the way. He's kind of like, look, yes, our life sucks, but look, we have the grapevine. (laughs) He's the gentled gang uh, rehabilitation counselor. Yeah, maybe they take up, I don't know, spoon dancing the fuck is spoon dancing well okay so (laughs) i don't really know what this is but i was thinking about line dancing and then i was thinking about elderly people when my grandpa mac passed away Uh um all of the elderly folks in attendance at his wake because we're irish so we do wakes not funerals Uh um we they started they got really drunk and started dancing around with spoons that's fun i guess and then so I had thought that that was just a weird old people thing, right? I thought the spoon dance was just something weird. But then my friend recently told me this story. They went to a wedding recently, and she and her friend started dancing with spoons as like a joke, Mm -hmm. as like a thing. And then the sorority sisters of the bride came up to them super seriously and were like, the spoon dance isn't happening yet. And apparently this sorority has like a tradition of dancing with spoons, that's it's like there's a specific why? song that comes on and they dance with spoons. Okay. And they went up to another friend of mine who's in that sorority and said, yeah, they, they got really mad at us for dancing around with spoons. She goes, oh, yeah, you don't fuck with the spoon dance. So that's really, what Logan's like, It's a really big, serious tradition. Logan's going to roll in and be so like, y'all, now is the time He's going to grab a spoon and he's going to raise Just it in the wiggling. air and go, follow me, Good. fellow spoon saps. I'm Either, here Because they're all sad. So they need something to live for. Why sad, not spoon Sad dance? spoon saps? Yeah. 
Sad spoons faps. All Except right. I can't say that. That's, That's not fair. a word. That's not a series of words I can say. Yeah. Parent points, Leah. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. No, I it's just okay. think that it would be nice for him to have a purpose because I could see it. He's I could also see him such a sad sack. never showing up again. I could though. see that happening too, but what a bummer that would be. If we got back to Tarval and he's already dead. Oh. Tragic. Anyway. That would be so sad. Perrin. Oh, no. Now I have, you know what that meme where it goes, I have no fears. And then one fear? A, yeah. I have one fear. Yeah. Dead uh, Logan. I have no fears. And then you went, uh, Logan could be dead by now. And then I, I, have, I have one, one fear. fear. <laughs> Perrin is leading Leah to Moraine's tent. He points her to Moraine's tent. Mm-hmm. She hops her way over to Moraine's tent. Min is there. Min is hanging out there, chilling out with him. Perrin is, keeps looking at Leah and being like, damn, she's cute. And so is he decides. Is that Leah a lot older than he is, though? No, I don't think so. I, I think she's she like was. five or ten years older. Okay. Not a well, ton. I guess, I mean, that's kind of a lot for... He's 20, so she's like 25. So, yeah, she's older than him, but still, yeah. he's like, she's kind of cute. I kind of like, I'm kind of fond I mean, of that as a person. You can have your little May-August romance. Sure. He says, Min, he, he says, what do you see, Min? And uh, what does Min say? What does Min say? Actually, it'd be more of a May-June romance. But anyway, uh, Min, oh yeah, Min says that she saw Leah dead. She's like, she's going to die. That would, that would blow. Immediately remembers why he never asks about viewings, because they suck a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Perrin says, what f- fucking really? And she goes, is that about Leah? And she goes, is that her name? I wish I didn't know. It always makes it worse, knowing and not being able to. Perrin, I saw her own face floating over her shoulder, covered in blood, eyes staring. It's never any clearer than that. That could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, but Min saw it and immediately went, oh, she's dead. No, I she's know. She's super I, dead. I was just being... Um... Sassy. Sassy bucket. That's fair. Yeah, no, she uh, she's definitely dead. Not only that. And here's my theory. How is she going it's to gonna die? It's going to be like tonight. Sure. Not only that, though, how is she going to die, according to Min? Well, is she... it going to be like, she'll pass away in no. her sleep oh, at the no, age of no, 90? No. Or is it uh, something else? No, it's it's a, it's a violent She will die by violence, death, specifically. Which, I'm sorry, they've... They've been sort of foreshadowing that since we met this chick, I feel, because she she shows up and immediately Parrot starts trying to, you know, correct her beliefs. Yeah, yeah which, choice. Which, you know, was a little bit culturally insensitive, but I digress. Um, and then, uh, and everyone kind of talks about how stupid that culture is, which, again, is a little culturally insensitive, but again, I digress. And then, uh, but, you know, sort of hinting that something terrible could happen to her because she refuses to fight for herself. Um, and then, uh, and then Min shows up and goes, yeah, she's going to die and probably soon. And I'm thinking she dies in this camp. Parent starts making plans for like, well, what if we set a guard on her? What if we did it? And Min, Min just goes, my man, that's not how it works. If I see it, it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not happy about this either. I'm probably less happy about it than you are. It's, so. it's the, the that's so Raven kind of rules. You know, she gazes into the future. It's going to happen no matter how hard she tries yeah. to stop it. But it might not necessarily be what she thinks it is. No, if she knows what no, it no, is. No, no, no. But I'm saying like. In that's so Raven you're talking about now? Or. Well, I'm saying that that in general, things usually 
Min seems to see in little sort of metaphoric things or like little images. Yeah. I'm not doubting the fact that when she Min, Min knows what she's talking about. Um, she knows herself. She knows what she sees. If she's telling me that this chick is dead, this chick is dead. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm saying that sometimes certain things can be a little bit. Yes. Um, yes. Up to interpretation. There are times where she sees stuff and she doesn't know exactly what it means. Like, for instance, she sees um, three women uh, surrounding a funeral beer with you on it with Rand. And she doesn't necessarily know explicitly what that means. Mm -hmm. But if she looks at someone, sees something and clocks and goes, oh, I know what that means. Mm -hmm. She has never once been wrong. Similarly, in that So Raven... She saw her mother telling her father that they should split up. Mm. And so, of course, she assumes that they're getting a divorce. divorce, But it was probably like, hey, I'm getting tomatoes. You should go get corn or something. So Raven spends the entire episode trying to prevent her parents from fighting Uh so that they don't get a divorce. And then um, and she noticed that her mom uh, didn't have her wedding ring on. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, she thought they were looking for the ring. It turns out that the ring had fallen off somewhere and that they were going to split up to look for it. Yeah, that that sounds right. Mm-hmm. But so it's something like that where sometimes it's op- – but no matter what Raven tried to do, they eventually did have that conversation. Of course. Mm-hmm. He hits her with the, the when and thinking to himself, well, maybe if we're going to be attacked, you know, we can get ready. And then Min, classic Wheel of Time style, uh, as soon as the word was out of his mouth – she threw up her hands. Mm. It isn't like that. I can never tell when something is going to happen. I only know it will, even if I know what I see means. You don't understand. The seeing doesn't come when I want it to, and neither does knowing. It just happens, and sometimes I know. Something. A little bit. It just happens. I can see things around a man one day and not the next, or the other way around. Most of the time, I don't see anything around anyone. I Sedai always have images around them, of course, and warders, though it's always harder to say what it means with them than with anyone else. She gave okay. Perrin a searching look, half squinting. A few others always do, too. <laughs> That's like, him. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's not talk about that. I thought she doesn't usually look at whether or not people have things around, like friends of hers. She doesn't actively around. read it. It's the same thing as, like, if you had pages of text around your head mm-hmm. and I were just glancing at you. I wouldn't know what they said, but if I bothered to look at them, then I would. Ah, I mean, she okay. calls them readings. That makes sense. So she has to pay attention to what they are. Otherwise, it's just kind of like, there's some stuff there's around some, your there's head. There's a faint something. Yeah. And then I got to squint at it. Yeah, I got to actually look at it to okay, figure out so what it is. Okay, so it's me with my glasses on versus, versus not. Versus you without your glasses on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. can't see without my glasses. I'm like Velma. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I can't yeah. see without them. So so she can't see without her glasses and then she she has to but she can see sort of shapes. She she general um, outlines and she, blurs. She knows she knows that she can figure something out about someone at a glance. Okay. But not always what it's going to be. I assume that there are some things that are so explicit like a knife pointing at their head that it would be difficult for her to figure out whether difficult for her to ignore. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like you pouring water on sand, I'd have to look at that to be like, okay, that's definitely you. Yeah. You're dumping something out. It looks like water, and there's mm-hmm. sand. Otherwise, it'd just be like, yeah, you're you're gonna do something somewhere someday. Poor Min was probably like that kid from The Sixth Sense who just keeps seeing all these dead people. Spoiler, Spoiler alert, which it's not. The kid, that kid, you know, like that scene 
where he's walking down the hallway and then he turns and there's like all these all these dead people. Yeah, that's what men was like. She yeah, talks about I mean, that. I bet it's like that all the time. She's I mean, they're living in a violent age. I'm sure she's just walking around she having a nice day. And she, she doesn't only see bad stuff. Oh, I mean, I know. But but they're living in a violent time. So I'm just assuming that, you know, the amount of people's deaths she's going to start seeing. And I'm assuming, you know, if. If there is a vision that comes to her that's really sudden and that she has no choice but to look at, it's not going to be, this guy's going to get a puppy. <laughs> you know, it's going to yeah. be something kind of gnarly that happens to that person. So I'm going to assume that right now she's kind of walking around and there's just death everywhere. They chatted out a little bit. Perrin laments the no fact puppies that to be seen. Leah is super duper boned. Yeah, just that I wish there were something I could do about Leah. I can't stand it the way you do, knowing and not able to do anything. And Min goes, Strange how you seem to care so much about the Tuatha-on. They are utterly peaceful, and I always see violence around... (laughs) (laughs) That sucks for Perrin. Yeah. Loyal rolls up before she can say anything else, because Perrin is also like, La, 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 I'm not listening to your shit. Well, he's sort of impatient. This is what's sort of funny is he's sort of impatient with the Tuathon because we literally just saw him saying to her that she needs to sort of, you know, buck the fuck up and pick up a sword because, you know, the tough times are coming. But mm-hmm. the minute that Min kind of points that out about him, he goes, no, 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 I'm not a violent person. I'm a blacksmith. Me, 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 me. He thinks of himself probably more as a practical person. It's not like he seeks out violence. I mean, Perrin certainly oh, no, no. doesn't want to hurt people. That's not what I was saying. I just think that the, the no, you're quick right. juxtaposition between the two chapters and how he was sort of conducting himself was interesting it's to be almost as though the characters in this series don't think too carefully about the difference between what they think and what they say. I know. Hmm. I like that. How about quaint. The, because, I mean, as we said, we're all a little bit hypocritical. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Every now and then. Yes. Yes. Loyal rolls up. We get a couple paragraphs describing Loyal in case you just picked this book up off the shelf and have never read The Wheel of Time, I guess. Well, that's... That's part of the first couple chapters is you have to sort of reintroduce the characters. Yeah, there's, there's a for lot those, of this. For those who hadn't, who took some time in between book two and book three, you know? They talk about their situation and it gives Loyal plenty of time to go to Viren before Perrin tells him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he talks more about Taviran and the effects of Taviran and uh, all of us, all of our lives affect the lives of others, men. Blah, 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 blah. Taviran are the same, only Loyal's much more so. Loyal's favorite word is Taviran. He just loves He's the mouthfeel of the word Taviran. They target the entire pattern, for a time at least. It's said that if you were in the same room with Arthur Hawkwing, you could feel the pattern rearranging itself. I don't know how true that is, but I've read that it was. But it doesn't only work one way. Taviran themselves are woven to a tighter line than the rest of us, with fewer choices. And Min goes, I just wish they didn't have to be so, so bloody Taviran all the time. Taviran tugging on one side and Aes Sedai meddling on the other. What chance does a woman have? <laughs> and Loyal, Loyal says, very little, I suppose, as long as she stays close to Taviran. Ha <laughs> 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 that's a joke. <laughs> but like, it's not. He's serious. Loyal... Loyal's the funniest character in this entire series, and he is so he unintentional it, about it. This is when he goes, pretty cool hanging out with a whole shitload of Taviran. I might, I might, I might write, I, I might, maybe I'll, I, I think I might write a, a book, guys. I, my heart 
explodes. I know. He's so sweet. And Min Every is just time like, he says anything. that's a dope fucking idea. You should do that, man. Honestly, write that book, man. Good for you. You've had some good stories so far. I'd read it. Perrin is stressed about being severe. The, the, you know, the da 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 da. He can't, yeah, he's got to continue to be stressed out about who he is. Accept yourself, my friend. There's a lot of this. You are who you are. Um, Rand comes out of Moraine's hut and, uh, is apparently arguing with Moraine or what was. It seems like he was. surprise. The Shinarans take the time surprise. to bow to him and go, they're all there too. Lord Lord Dragon, Uno called. We stand ready. Honor to serve. And Masim is looking at him like he's a god. I like to think that they do this every day. I think They've they been do. They've for months. <laughs> and then Ray just kind of looks at them for about 10 seconds, and then he just turns around and he walks off into he's the trees. He's used to it. He's been arguing with Moraine again, Min said quietly. All day this time. And Perrin decides, you know what? I'm gonna go talk to him. I'll set his head straight. We're old buddies. I know. I know this guy. But first, he kind of looks over at Moraine's tent because he's like, Leah's in there. I hope she's okay. And he keeps going, keeps rolling. And where is Rand? Rand is. Rand's hanging out in a little crack in the in the in the rock that kind of leads into a little hollow. That's a little smaller area yeah, than the he's one he's in now. It's this nice little grove thing. Moodily. Yes. It's nice. It's calming. It's chill. He's sitting there and he, he says to himself, twice and twice shall he be marked, twice to live and twice to die. Once the heron decided, you know, that thing from oh, yeah. the last one. That old chestnut. And he looks up at Perrin and he goes, no dragons yet. Not yet. So considering one's place in the universe, mm-hmm. right? Right. What is yet to come? What is not yet to come? Again, a lot of recap in these chapters. Yeah. They talk about Matt. They talk about him being on the way to Tarvalon. They talk about whether or not he's okay. Do you think he's okay? Do I think he's okay? Yeah. Um, physically, yes. <laughs> but mentally, he's Mentally, a, he's a I five. think he is a miasma of feelings. Sure. Perrin, I find myself wishing I was still a blacksmith. Do you wish you were still just a shepherd? And what do you fucking Rand think? Throws he back only the talks about it every five seconds. Death about is how lighter he than hates a being what he is. Feather duty heavier than a mountain. The dark one is stirring. The last battle is coming. Blah blah blah. There's only me. I have the duty because there isn't anybody else now, is there? Rand's the kind of guy who reads one internet quote and just like keeps it in his back pocket so that he can just <laughs> let me that tell out and you. Really deep. Nietzsche once said. Uh. Ugh. Parent. Oh, ladies, if a guy ever tells you that his favorite philosopher is Nietzsche, just walk, just swerve right out of that conversation. Rand and Not Perrin. worth it. Rand relays to Perrin what he has been arguing with Moraine about, mm-hmm. which is the same thing he's always been arguing with her about, which is what? Uh, well, I mean, pretty much everything, but... Currently, what is the current thing they've been arguing about? What to do. Well, that he wants to do things. Yeah, he wants to do anything, and she keeps telling him to wait for it. Don't we always argue about the same thing? They're down there on Almuth Plain, and the light alone knows where else. Hundreds of them. Thousands. They declared for the dragon reborn because I raised that banner, because I let myself be called the dragon, because I could see no other choice. And they're dying. Fighting, searching, and praying for the man who was supposed to lead them. Dying, and I sit here safe in the mountains all winter. I... I owe them something. Perrin is like, Perrin says, you think I like it? And Rand goes, you take whatever she says to you. You never stand up to her. So they debate, they argue, they da-da-da-da-da. Rand says, the light burned me, she is right. They're all split up into little groups all over the plain. All, acro- 
all across Terabon and Eridomon. If I join any one of them, the White Cloaks and the Domani army and the Terraboners will be on top of them like a duck on a beetle. Yeah. What the fuck d- metaphor is that? A duck on a beetle? Oh, because the duck wants to eat the beetle? I guess. Parent says, well, if you agree with Moraine, why do you argue all the time? And he says, because I have to do something or I'll... I'll burst like a rotted melon. Again, He is weird. one for the similes today. He's having a tough time. And Perrin goes, well, yeah, but Moraine says. And she goes, Moraine says. Moraine says. Oh, Moraine has something to say about like everything. Melon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's my thing. Mo- Moraine's 100% right. Yeah. The minute that he goes to kind of hang out with any of these people. He's fucked. Everyone's yeah. going to attack. Yeah. He's totally boned. Yeah. So the smartest, safest thing to do is to wait, which for Rand is difficult for two reasons. One, because he's not somebody who kind of sits on his hand on his hands, rests on his laurels, no. and especially not lets if other people things need come something, to him, right? which I can empathize with. Neither am I. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the hardest thing you have to do in life is wait mm-hmm. um, and be patient. I understand, but when your advisor tells you to wait, you should probably perhaps the wait. prudent thing to do, because she is a lot older and a lot smarter than he is, is to wait and not give her a fucking hard time all the time. Mm-hmm. Moraine has something to say about everything. Moraine says I mustn't go to the men who are dying in my name. Moraine says I'll know what to do next because the pattern will force me to it. But she never says how I'll know. She doesn't know that. Rand's parent says, whatever is pushing us or pulling us, I know who the enemy is, Rand, as if to say, is not her, my guy. Rand says, yeah, yeah, Baalzaman, an ancient name for the Dark One. In the Trolloc tongue, it meant heart of the dark. And I must face him, Perrin. Light helped me half the time I want it to happen now, to be over and done with. And the other half, what if I... The ground trembled. Rand, and then what happens? There's a big fucking earthquake. Oh yeah, because because Rand gets so stressed out and thinks about the pat of the power and wants to use the power again. I got I I knew the answer and then I got scared that I was wrong nah. because I was like, was there something that happened before that? No, you're good. No, no, no. So he gets all stressed out, you know, angers himself into you know channeling and yep. doing this whole thing and uh, causing an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Bing bang boom. And earthquake. of course, Maureen immediately knows what happened and is annoyed. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, he he doesn't necessarily have a lot of control over it. He doesn't know he's doing this. And I also empathize with the fact that there isn't really anyone to teach him how to control himself. Mm -hmm. You know, so he's a little bit flying blind here. But, you know, perhaps take up meditation if you're magic so that (laughs) you can sort of calm the fuck down. When he meditates, that's when he's accessing the source, right? Then take up yoga. Something calming. The earthquake stops. Put on some... Enya. And Rand goes, Calm down. It is always there, calling to me, pulling at me. Sidene, sometimes I can't stop myself from reaching out for it. I can feel the taint even before I touch it. He needs, like, some kind of magic methadone at this point. I know. He says, sometimes I reach out, and it's like trying to catch air. What if that happens when the last battle comes? What if I reach out and catch nothing? Parent is like, well, you didn't seem to have any problem a minute ago, my man. <laughs> and then Parent Rand looks around and is like, oh, oh my God, what the fuck happened here? Yeah, this That's is why everyone's good. scared of you, Randy. And then Parent decides not to. Parent decides to slap him around a little bit. 
says, there's enough who want you dead and the rest of us without you doing the job for them. (laughs) Miranda's like, all right, fine. I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not listening to you, though. So, you know. (sighs) Rand. Rand is frustrating to me sometimes because he only takes the advice that he wanted to get in the first place. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Am I wrong? No. But He's before... just going to go to everybody and ask them for the advice and then go with whoever gives him the parrot of what he wants to do. Perrin's on his way out and Rand goes, do you have dreams when you sleep? Good dreams? They're always there. Uh-oh. Dreams. We're talking about those Maybe dreams again. Maybe they tell us again. things. True things. Perrin uh, says, uh... Supper's waiting. I'm not super thrilled with the idea that he's talking about well, dreams. Well, because we've and seen Baal infiltrating his dreams. Bunch. Like so often. Bunch. And well, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we're almost there. But um I'm concerned as to what he's being told in his dreams that might be true. And I'm thinking it's uh that not to trust Moraine and to immediately charge and go do something. I'm sure that there is somebody whispering in his ear going, glory, glory, go, well, people that's are what, dying that's in your name Lanfear and you're did. not there. And Well, we'll get there in a minute. Rand was deep in his own thoughts. Finally, Perrin turned and left him standing there. And that's the end of chapter two. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Chapter three is called Muse from the Plane. Muse from the Plane. That's the logo. And it's got some wheels. What happens in this chapter, Allie? Well, Perrin's got a dream. Nothing happens in this chapter. Right? That's right. Absolutely fucking oh. nothing happens in this chapter. Perrin's dream is the next chapter. Oh, we're doing that too, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So between then oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. now... We kind of have to fart around until Perrin falls Wait, asleep. hang on. Let me see. News in the plane. Okay. Uh, oh, we see Morgan again. They have to describe her because, you know, we just in case you pook, picked up the book just now or if you're like me and can't remember anything. Okay. Um, side note. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but that Dina and Maureen look decently similar so Tom's got a okay, type. Okay, all right. Um, well, they're just both short, brown-haired. I'm just Ky- on okay, team they look Tom similar. and Moraine. Short, right, brown-haired right. women. From Kyrian. From Kyrian, who are a little bit sassy. Oh, wait, I have notes on this chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you read us your notes? Okay. 
because she says, I hate cooking. Mm-hmm. And this is when I started to record to record my thoughts. At first, I thought Min said, I hate cocaine. <laughs> I bet she does. And then Morgan is not here for Rand's accidents. Perrin, an accident is spilling some dang milk, not shaking the world's core, you bench. Tell your boy to get it together. Perrin thinks Morgan knows things. Why does everyone think the Aes Sedai are omnipotent? They're just people who can shoot sparks out of their hands, you silly beans. <laughs> Min with the backhanded compliments. Reminds me of my grandma's scary sherry. Penetrate too deeply, Robert? <laughs> So Morgan was healing Leah. Okay, so maybe the women are going to her for help? Morgan was healing Leah because when the earthquake happened, she conked her head really hard and had a terrible scalp wound from it. Oh, I She didn't that. go there to get healed. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Min isn't wrong. That's usually true. <laughs> Dang, Morgan is cavalier about Leah's death. I feel like she's talking about herself and speculating about who's going to die. Lan, why are you here? And here is the wrong here. Good for you. And not with your girl. Go to her, you deathly lover boy. Give <laughs> the people what they want. Good. I sort of, I sort of long to be the cl- kind of classy lady that people check themselves for swearing in front of them, but that's not going to fucking happen. What's Morgan got going on with the Tinkers? Why is she asking them to stick around in Deathney Land? Yes, <laughs> Deathney Land. For real, uh, people are going to start killing redheads just because, right? Yep. Kind of, yeah. And then right after that, yep, duh, being mm-hmm. a redhead just sucks no matter what, doesn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> yes, please explain what the heck the soulless are. Are they people who wear their masks on their chin in the grocery store? People who wear shoes on the beach? People who don't say, aw, big yawn when their cat has a big yawn? <laughs> I think something is going to attack tonight. Maybe white cloaks or trollocks. Leah will die for sure. It's going to duck Perrin up because, you know, autocorrect. Yeah. And then he'll be as moody as a simple plan song. Mm-hmm. I think I've made that reference before, but it's apt enough that it bears repeating. Just get this kid enough eyeliner that he can be in a panic in the disco at the disco music video. Good. Cool, cool. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for this chapter because nothing happens. Nothing fucking happens. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be quick this part, Mm -hmm. and that's part of why we're doing three chapters. Everyone is confused about the earthquake having happened. Parents trying not to think about how we can... Except for Morgan, who's like, I'm gonna bash his fucking head in, like a melon. trying not to think about how he still has the itching feeling of wolves in the back of his head, because he's just not trying to engage with that at Mm -hmm. all. Or it's fleas. Or it's fleas. (laughs) We look at Moraine for a little while. She's hanging out. Perrin goes... She's brown-haired and short. He didn't mean... It was an accident. And she goes, an accident. And then she shook her head and vanished back inside the hut. I had a student one time. Min hates cooking, yes? Hold on. I had a student one time who, uh, like, another kid was sitting there, and he just, because he wanted to see what would happen, stuck a pencil in the kid's ear. Okay. And then had the nerve to turn around to me and go, it was an accident. Ooh, yeah, that's Rand. Because he wanted to see what would happen. He didn't realize that it would... He he was very small, so mm-hmm. he didn't realize that there was an eardrum in there and that it would hurt. Yeah. And kids don't really, like, understand, you know, empathy yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wasn't like he meant to hurt him, which I understood. But it wasn't an accident. No. It was an accident that he hurt him. It wasn't an accident that he did it. And that is how I feel... About Rand. <laughs> about... Uh, I'm sure Morgan feels about Rand. Because, yeah. you know... It was an accident, but also, fuck your accidents. Yeah. Like, that is not an excuse. <laughs> They're rebuilding all the shit that fell down. Loyal is helping, which is good, because he can just, like, pick up a whole-ass tree 
if he wants to, because he's, you know, big, strong Ogier man. He's furry Groot. Yeah, furry Groot, sure. Yeah, that's a good way to, yeah, all right. Yeah, and just as adorable. Min hates cooking. Moraine comes out of the thing. Min hates cooking and says, what right does he have to bounce us around like sacks of grain? When I get my hands on him, I'll thump him so he never forgets. The women and the violence. I know, right? <laughs> My goodness. They well, are big into corporal punishment in this novel. Yep. Um, also, I under- I empathize with men because it's not like they had Blue Apron no, back then, you no. know? No, you got to get in find this that universe food. back then, as if this happened in the past. Well, according to the timeline, it happens in the future and the past. Whoa. Strings or hey. something. I don't know. Parallel universe. Perrin, Perrin immediately is like, okay, but did Leah die, though? Do we know that? Was anyone hurt? And Min goes, only if you count bruises. They were upset, all right, at first. Then they saw Moraine staring off towards Rand's hidey hole and decided it was his work. If the dragon wants to shake the mountain down on our heads, then the dragon must have a good reason for it. If he decided to make them take off their skins and dance in their bones, they would think it all right. She snorted and wrapped the spoon on the edge of the kettle. And, uh... Parent tells Min she Dang, should Min, leave. How do you really feel? <laughs> Parent tells Min she should leave because I don't know. And she goes, "No, my dude, no." And I'm allowed to be annoyed at him. He's my future husband. <laughs> Parent says, "I thought you wanted to go. You're always carrying on about having to stay here." And she says, "I knew an old Ilianer woman once. When she was young, her mother arranged a marriage for her with a man she had never even met." They do that down in Ilian sometimes. She said she spent the first five years raging against him, and the next five scheming to make his life miserable without his knowing who was to blame. It was only years later, she said when he died, that she realized he really had been the love of her life. Dang, and Perrin, that sucks. And goes, I don't understand what relevance this has to anything we're talking about. Her look said he obviously was not trying to understand, and her voice became overly patient. Ready for the the voice that I use sometimes that always makes you want to kill me? <laughs> ready? Sorry. Ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Just because fate has chosen something for you instead of you choosing it for yourself doesn't mean it has to be bad, even if it's something you are sure you would never have chosen in a hundred years. Better ten days of love than years of regretting. He goes, I still, I okay, don't understand. Okay, listeners. Now imagine you're really pissed about something and someone starts talking to you like that and then empathize with why that would yeah. make me furious. Yeah, particularly um, when it's relating to why doesn't the technology work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's never it's never about anything you've done because you are largely No, you're totally in the right here. It's other things. You're always in the right here. And then I'm like, I'm not a child. <laughs> and Perrin goes, I still don't get it. Why do, if you if you're not happy here, you should just dip. She hung the spoon on a tall forked stick stuck in the ground, then surprised him by raising tiptoe to kiss his cheek. You are a very nice man, Perrin Ibarra. Aww. Even if you don't understand anything. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a backhanded compliment. I know. My grandma Sherry one time said to me, Oh my gosh, Allie, you are so beautiful. Thank God you were such a god-awful looking <laughs> child. Thanks. And I wanted to deck her in the face. <laughs> Amazing. That's what Scary Sherry was good at, was just that, like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yep. Then Moraine rolls up, and Min goes, is the Tuatha on women all right? And what happened to Leah, Allie? I said this oh, about five she, minutes she ago. She got injured in she the She got a head wound. 
Yeah. And Miranda, maybe you don't shake the ground next to somebody that Min thinks is going to die. You mm-hmm. know, here's the thing. She's going to die, but you don't want to be the one to cause it. Min asks this. Uh, Moraine says she's resting. And, if, I'm and then she just the stares on, at Perrin for about 10 seconds. I'm surprised the Tuatha on wasn't able to just stand there during the earthquake because isn't that just like what they're able to do? Just stand there? Yeah. And take but, it? Yeah, they still get hurt. <laughs> just like, I'm sorry. Rock. The one thing she's good at is standing there and she couldn't even do that. Their She'd whole fall thing over. Too, it's just like um, if when they get hurt, they feel bad for the things that are hurting them because being hurt themselves does damage to the things that are killing them. Wuss. No, yeah, it's kidding. a lot. Wuss. <laughs> Moran says, I healed her. You empathetic you, monsters. <laughs> did you see anything about her, Min? And Min says, I saw, I thought I saw her death, her own face all over blood. I was sure I knew what it meant, but if she split her scalp and... Min sounded so troubled, Perrin was surprised for a moment. Oh, she's hoping she might be wrong. She's but... terrified that she might be wrong, too, right? Because if she's wrong about this, it's like a, a core well, fundamental... She, I think she's wondering if maybe it's one of those Raven's parents are splitting up situations where maybe she's wrong, but and, and then worried about what the implications might be therein. Because she's never been wrong when she knows. Right. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but she's not wrong. No, she's I, I, probably I'm going to assuage her fears... That she's wrong. <laughs> this is such a this is such a weird state of emotion because on the one hand, I'm sure she's kind of relieved that maybe this chick won't die, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, she's concerned because that means that she is capable of being wrong when she's certain about something, and that's troubling. Um, so it's a little bit of a back and forth because on the one hand, she's troubled that this chick didn't die, but on the other hand, she's kind of maybe feeling yeah. okay about that. Um, but she's not wrong. I, I don't think. I think she's dead next chapter. Min and Moraine are having this conversation. And then out of the blue, Moraine just goes. And by we- next chapter, I mean chapter five. Right. The wheel weaves as the wheel wills, Perrin. I told you long ago that we were in a war. We cannot stop just because some of us may die. Any of us may die before it is done. Leah's weapons may not be the same as yours. But she knew that when she became part of it. Leah's weapon is being an aggressively nice person. Yeah. Which, hey. We all know those people. We Land. all know those aggressively nice people where you go, oh, my God, what's your angle? Lan rolls up. He asks, uh, what's uh, what's going on? He actually doesn't say anything. He just shows up. Lan doesn't talk. What am I talking about? Lan never talks. Lan is there. And Moraine just says, relays the news from Leah. What's the news from Leah? <sighs> yes, it's unremarkable and boring. Everyone is fighting everyone else on Almuth Plain. Oh, we already knew that. Thank you yep. for delivering the news a day late but the worst newspaper of all time there is one other thing the white cloaks have perhaps 5,000 men on Almuth Plain and this is when Uno tries not to swear Uno grunted that's flaming uh pardon I said I that must be half their strength they've never committed so much to one place before yeah and that's where I went uh, I really kind of wish I was that kind of regal woman <laughs> that people don't want to swear around. Went, oh no, no we can't swear that. in front of her because I don't know she'll explode. Fuck that. But also fuck that. Um, I also kind of hope that I'm one of those like little old ladies that's uh, just dropping f bombs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Perrin says, "Oh, they're just going to stomp the shit out of all the dragon sworn, right?" Moraine says, "That I mean, is what is odd." 
The children have announced that their purpose is to bring peace, which is not unusual for them. What is unusual <laughs> Shade. <laughs> is that while they are trying to force the Terraboners and the Domani back across their respective borders, they have not moved in any force against those who have declared for the dragon. Hmm. And Min goes, Weird. What? Weird. And Uno says, That can't be that many blood, uh, many <clears throat> tinkers left on the plane. They don't like to stay where there's any kind of trouble, especially fighting. Well, I wonder why. His voice creaked from the strain of watching his language in front of an eye Sedai. <laughs> also, That's I me forgot. Teaching. His eye <laughs> My patch. My voice creaks of the strain. What did he do to his eye patch? Do you remember? Oh, um. Uh. Oh, uh, did he draw something funny on it? He got an angry, frowning eye painted on it. <laughs> so now he has his normal eye, which is always gr- grimacing and angry, and an eye that is painted on his eye patch that is always grimacing and As angry. As someone who had an eye patch in middle school. <laughs> I always forget you had an eye patch in middle and an underbite, right? Well, I guess it was late elementary school if we want to get technical about mm. it. Yes, and I had a really wicked underbite, like Amazing. bulldoggy. I have no pictures of me remaining that exist from that time period. But um, <laughs> Amazing. what a missed opportunity to draw some hilarious things on it. Truly. Yes. Here's what happened, friends at home. Um, I had a uh, one eye that was weak and one eye that was strong. And so I had a my eyes would cross. And so they gave me an eye patch on the stronger eye so that it would weaken because it's easier to f- correct two weak eyes than one weak eye and one strong eye. So they weakened my eye on purpose, but then they did it too much. So then I had to flip sides. <laughs> oh, so no. for the longest time, I had this like sad little eye patch, uh, like a little tiny pirate. A- adorable. Yes, but I was not cool. I was not a cool kid. Nobody And was. I had a weird underbite. And then I had some gnarly braces. The White Cloaks are actively avoiding any group of dragon sworn, which is what they're being called, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, greater than about 50, even though there if are thousands of If we want to talk about underrepresented sworn. women in the media, the eye patch, eye patch women. underbite girls. Yeah. <laughs> so underrepresented. I was not cute by anyone's standards. They are actively avoiding capturing dragon sworn. Yes. Um, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's, it's weird. really weird. It does not align with their values, no, not seemingly, at all. which it, leads me to believe. Well, what do we know? Well, I'm thinking that they're hoping that the Dragonsworn sort of lure Rand out of hiding. Well, so what did Pedronile lay his plan out as in the prologue? Oh, uh, let the lion do its thing. Yeah. And then, yes. Yeah. Yes. So let this is consistent with what we know. Make people afraid of, of the Dragonsworn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that then they take care of them and then everyone's really happy about it. And then it's much easier for them to control people, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant and sinister. Loyal says, then Rand can go down to them as he wants. The wheel weaves away no, from No, don't do that. That's part of their plan. And Lan goes, more likely it is some White Cloak plot. But the yes. light burn me if I can see what it is. Land. But when the White Cloaks give me a gift, I search for the poisoned needle hidden in it. Besides Smart. which, the Damani and the Terraboners are still trying as hard to kill the Dragon Sworn as they are to kill each other. And Moran goes, oh what? yeah, also, someone's just rolling around killing young, tall men. So there's that. Redheads. Young, tall redheads. No. Nope. I thought it was red. I heard redheads. Three young men have died in villages. Mistress Leah's wagon So it's just that they're tall? One died by, I think they're fair complexion. If you're over 6'5", rip. They might be fair-haired. One died by poison, two by the knife. 
each in circumstances where no one should have been able to come close unseen. And but all the tall girls are like, we can't catch a break. All three young men were taller than most and had light-colored eyes. Oof. Light eyes are uncommon in Almuth Plain. What color are Rand's eyes? Light. What color? Blue? Gray. Gray. My bad. Um, I knew I think, they were not brown. But I think it is very unlucky right now to be a tall young man with light eyes. Perrin goes back up to the part where you said it should have been impossible. For the first for... time ever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unlucky to be a tall young man with light eyes. Perrin says back up to the part where you said people were managing to get in close to them without being detected. What the fuck is that all about? What is that all about, Allie? Um... Well, it's concerning. Uh-huh. It may lead you to believe that perhaps they were assassinated. Lance says, because if it's just some random religious nut or something, they would visible. have no problem just popping them in front of everybody. But the fact that they're sneaky about it is creepy. Lance says, the Dark One has killers you don't notice until it is too late. But I don't think it's the Dark One. Uno gave a shiver. The Soulless. I never heard of one south of the Borderlands the before. Soulless. Sounds like it's some kind of shadow the spawn. Fucks the soulless. Gosh, Allie, let me let's let's are reflect. the mirror not things we need to worry about as much anymore? Let's reflect. Um, or is it mirror What did Ingtar say at the end of book two? Oh, when he was confessing. Oh, that 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 he let in this weird seeming guy uh-huh. to, who shot at Rand, or maybe the Omerlin Sea. About that guy. That it. He was looking at him, but not really. It was like, even if you actively tried to look at him, you found yourself glancing away from him. We Couldn't really keep your eyes on oh, him. Oh, is that what they are? That That's is, balls. That is oh, what they no. are. They have... This is... Uh, give him a little bit of detail here. Is I'm that just okay? going to say, it's never a good sign when you're soulless. No. Never a good sign. It's never like, what a nice soulless guy. Nope. Mm-hmm. These guys are bad news bears. So for context, uh-huh. if you consider this a spoiler... Knowing a little bit about what this is, go ahead and skip ahead about 30 seconds. I'll give you time to do that now. They're a type of assassin sort of thing whereby you literally don't notice them. There's some kind of thing where you literally don't notice them. It's really hard to actually perceive that they are there. It's not that they're invisible. It's just like they're extras in a movie, basically. You 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 train yourself. You You can't notice them even if you're trying to most of the time. Okay. Pretty sketchy. Yeah, I don't like that. No. Side note, there was a really terrible extra in Friends during a party scene who turned around and straight up looked at the camera. That's amazing. Yeah. I think he even did a little wave. Perrin had questions. What in the light of the soulless? Are they like a Trolloc or a Fade? What? But he left them all unasked. They talk about this for a minute. Moraine says, everything changes and the pattern takes it all. Oh my god, wheel, blah, 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 wheels, blah, blah, blah. Pattern, pattern, uh, pattern, we pattern. don't know what's going to happen. Anything blah, could blah, happen. Blah, blah, Rand blah. channeling any mirror within a 10 miles. Notice that. Perrin goes to sleep. Nothing happens. The wards I set will hide us from the soulless as well as from any other shadow spawn. So uh, they are shadow spawn. I call bullshit. I think that they're going to figure... I think that there's a traitor in the camp. Yeah, when you are weak, as we are, the best choice is often to hide. Great concept. There's a traitor in the camp. Entirely possible. Could be Leah. Could be Leah. If there is a half-man close enough to have... Well, to set wards that would kill them if they tried to enter camp is beyond my abilities, and even if I could, such a warding would only pen us here. Blah, 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 blah. Landon's like, I'll keep a watch. And she says, no, you should stick with me so, you know, you can take care of everything here. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone's gonna be super-duper alert. Blah, 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 blah. 
Nothing is happening. Perrin goes to sleep. For a time, with a single blanket over him, he lay staring at the log roof, shivering. Then, then sleep came, and with it, dreams. And that's the end of chapter three. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Chapter 4 is called Shadows Sleeping. Not to be confused with Shadows Waiting, which is Shatter Logo. That's the logo. Is a wolf. Is a wolf. Is the wolf. Allie, Shadows Sleeping. Bad. What's going on here? Okay. What's happening? Okay. Give us your give us your thoughts. Thoughts and okay, feelings. Okay, so he starts talking. I, I know you say not to give me context because you like it without the context, mm-hmm. but... Uh, the guy immediately starts talking in a, in a voice. What's his name? Who? The guy, the what narrator, guy? the guy who reads. Michael Kramer. Thank you. Michael Kramer starts talking, and he specifically has a very interesting Baalzman voice. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like a little bit of a nasal. It's a little bit like that. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a Baalzman. Yeah. And we got to this dialogue Where everything is just very stretched. And I went, is this fucking Baalzman? This is Baalzman voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also, he does the same voice with a lot of dark friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't quite do it because I'm terrible at impressions. <laughs> but it's uh, a lot like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was 100% accurate. Top notch. Okay, cold hands are a terrible sign, or he just has poor blood circulation. (laughs) As someone who has ice cold appendages, I relate. Yep, mood. Is this mother trucking Ishmael right now? Because, okay, I thought, okay, who else could it be if If not not Balsman? Who else might have this voice? Like an old uh, Hollywood actor? At this point, your theories on who this dude is, is it's either Balsman Or Ishmael. Or it's Ishmael. Yes. Okay. Um... I oh and then they describe him as hot. So then I said I trust no good-looking person in this that is specifically described as good-looking. Yeah, that's fair. Hashtag land fear. Hashtag mm, too soon. <laughs> but also not because she's in this fucking chapter. Okay. Oh man, has this dude been coming to him every night in dreams or something? Maybe he has Egwene's abilities. This is one I thought maybe he might be a Shamael mm-hmm. and he might have a special power because we now know that Lanfear can teleport like a mofo, yep. like a creepy little mofo like she is because no one likes someone who can teleport. No one likes teleport When they don't tell you that they're coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Teleport something in advance before you go to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> teleport a letter. Teleport a letter. I'm on my way. They can't say don't come, but at least they're... Yeah, at least they know. 
Why does he need to give up his axe? Regardless, I've never been more sure this would be a terrible idea. I'll pay Perrin $100 to hit this dude with the axe right now. Just <laughs> clock him in an instant KO. Mm -hmm. Yeesh, he keeps getting described as cold. All temperatures are bad. Warm, cold, sinister. Mood. If being a woman has taught me anything, it's not to drink mysterious drinks from scary strangers. If Perrin takes a drink of this, he's a royal idiot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it insensitive that he said no to the drink and that my first instinct was to say good boy like he was a dog? You know, because of the wolf thing. I'm trying not to trivialize microaggressions, but this feels like a wolf microaggression. I think it is. Dang, he's going to level up some cool armor? Nice. I have no idea what that means. Oh, he puts on this armor and it's like lion's head. Oh, yeah, no, Lanfear gives, her, gives him that helmet. Yeah. Just definitely take what Lanfear gives you. Well, okay, sassy pants. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Okay, now that Perrin is dressed like a lion, he's giving me serious Simba vibes. Mm -hmm. Perrin, remember who you are. Good. That was 100% accurate. Yes, it was. No, Lanfear, and that's all caps and many exclamation points. You're right. If she weren't hot, she'd be the creepiest mofo in the whole place. No one likes your surprise teleporting. Teleporting? Teleporting? <laughs> I am completely ready to refer to Lanfear's <laughs> abilities as teleporting. teleporting. That I was a misspeak, but it's perfect. thousand percent here <laughs> for teleporting, and it's probably going to be the title of the episode. Teleporting. Teleporting. Oh my god. No one likes your surprise. Teleporting. Uh-huh. But it's teleporting. You enormous hot Looney Tune. Yeah. Heads up, if anyone speaks in a half whisper, they're evil as know that. Yeah. Perrin, do not come for me with this clumsy and ill-shaped woman thing. I'm doing my best in <laughs> quarantine, okay? You you make me work out for like an hour a day. <laughs> I'm bored. We are in better shape now than we have ever been. I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also just afraid. Go ahead. I'm like a like a collie. I can't not work out. It makes me go crazy. Okay. This is like an after-school special about the dangers of drinking. All the cool kids are doing it. Lucky if there's one thing these boys feel no pressure to be, it's cool. Mm -hmm. I have not laughed so hard in this series than when Perrin randomly yelled out, I am a man! Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Imagine if he yells that out loud in his sleep. What kind of dreams would his roommate thinks he think he's having? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that they they have to have roommates because it's not like you're going to have 100,000 tents. You know, you got to bunk up. Probably. Right? Or bed roll. Right? It just would be so inefficient otherwise. Mm -hmm. What kind of dreams would his roommate think he's having? Could you imagine you're laying in bed and your college roommate just screams out, I am a man! Could be Hilarious. Anything. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not here for land fear, just running around in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing? She's just sprinting ahead. Just teleporting. What? Teleporting around. <laughs> I don't enjoy her. I think she's bad. The I know she's Lanfear bad. Yeah, I know bad. she's bad. Yeah. She may be bad. I don't know. Probably. Go, no. go on. I don't I don't love that she's Usain bolting ahead of everybody else. Yep. No thank you. So now we're in the ways. Awesome. I hate it. I feel like that meme of the guy pointing around with a butterfly going, is this a Shamayo? Is this? I think this is Luke and Isam. I was trying to think of like dynamic duo men that this two could be. Two people who we might know about. Yes, yeah. two males that we might be able to figure out. So I said, I think this is Luke and Isam. That's my theory. Somehow it was a capital T. Nice. They're chatting, kind of hate each other. Wait, now there's a third guy. Who the heck is this? What? Do they have a dark friend innkeeper? Are they thin? 
I no longer think it's Luke and Esam. That went quickly. <laughs> Good memory on keeping Luke and Esam in your head from being mentioned once a book ago. I have this insane ability to forget everything except for like the one thing. Luke and Esam? Yeah, I, I will remember one thing that my brain decides is important and then I'll never forget it ever. Nice. Yeah, which is really unfortunate when it's something I'm not supposed to know. Yeah, there's nothing you're not supposed to know. But I meant that more as a general thing. Okay. You know, if my parents wanted to say something to each other on the down low. You're good. Yeah, keep going. Right. That's how I figured out my mom was pregnant with my sister. Okay, so this third person sucks the most. There's nothing that unites you with your coworker like your sucky boss. Mm-hmm. Now, Is this like person I'm, their boss? I wasn't sure. Okay. But I think at the time that was my theory. Okay. Um, wait, who it? I thought, I also think now they might be three forsaken. Okay. I'm just assuming there are more male forsaken than female forsaken for uh, some reason. I won't tell you that. There's okay. 13 of them, so it's got to be uneven. Not necessarily. Gender binary things. Y- well, yes. This, But I'm going to say, based on when the book was written, yes. men and women, yes. strong binary. You're right. That is true. In this case, it is uneven. <laughs> well, I was just trying no, to be you're right. you're aware. Right. You're absolutely right. Of our assumptions. Go ahead. Okay. Wait. Who is this dude? Is the third guy Baalsman? What's going on? <laughs> Maybe these are old-timey channelers. That would be the Forsaken. Forsaken, right? A wolf. We like those. Okay, now the wolf is scary. Okay, now he's running away from the wolf. Don't do that, Perry. Wolves are friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's been doing... (laughs) I keep saying okay. Okay, so he's been doing this every night like I thought. Feels good to be right. Oh, a sword that everyone wants to get. A sword that's not really a sword, and I say that in all caps. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Rand is supposed to get that in that prophecy of Min's, right? It wasn't Min's. I know that now. Mm-hmm. Okay, the sword is named Calendar. Can you spell that for us? Calendar. C-A-L-E-N-D-A-R. Good. Obviously. Good. Like a calendar. Like something I haven't filled out in a long time. Yeah. Time I wonder. Real. No. I wonder why Calendar is appearing to Perry, because I'm assuming that Calendar is supposed to go to Matt. Not okay. Matt. Sorry. Rant. Rant. Yeah. Okay. So why is it appearing to Perry? And so then I wondered if maybe it, Calendar is appearing to Perry because Perry is, they want Perry to take Calendar so that Matt can't, Rand can't have Calendar. He can't touch it though. In this, in this dream, he reaches out towards it and his hand goes bloop well, like he's, he's touching something. Because he's not supposed something. to have it. Okay. He's not supposed to have Calendar. Calendar's for Rand. Hey Perry, I hope you've informed Morgan about you dreams this your dreams this time, you punk. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to make Perry take the sword so Rand can't have it. Oh, see, that's where I, I said that. Again, I have to wonder about Perry's roommate hearing him scream, "I will not let you in." Poor guy hasn't gotten sleep in four nights because of Perry's outburst. Yeah, that it. That's it. Good. That's all I got for you. Perrin wakes up, or rather, comes to in a dream. Yeah. And where is he? You should recognize this room. Oh, read it. Cold filled the common room of the inn despite the fire blazing on the long stone hearth. Okay, we've we've seen multiple inns. We saw the inn with the rats. We saw the inn at Kyrian. It burned on a brick hearth now. Somehow none of it bothered him. It should. I'm going to assume it's the rat. The rat inn. Yeah, it's also every single fireplace room that Balsaman has ever put them in, right? There's always a fire. It's always yeah. a fireplace and Balsaman hanging out at a table. Probably the same place. He's just one for presentation. He really likes a conference room. He's saying, so you'll give it up then. It is the best thing for you. Come, sit, and we will talk. And Perrin is like, something's weird, but I don't know. I don't know what the thing is that is weird. The fellow was in his middle years, handsome and too well-dressed for a country inn. 
in dark, nearly black. Here's my velvets. thought. Handsome, well-dressed, instantly evil. dark friend, instantly evil. Give up what? That, of course. The man nodded to the axe at Perrin's waist. You heard it here first. Hot people are evil. Yep. <laughs> he ran a hand over the half-moon blade and the thick spike that balanced it. The steel felt solid. More solid than anything else here. Mm. Maybe even more solid than he was himself. I hate it. I have thought of it, he said, but I do not think I can. Not yet. What? Not yet. Why are you thinking about giving up your axe, you He doesn't dumb like stab. Butt. I I don't care. No, the man smiled a cold smile. You are a blacksmith boy, and a good one from what I hear. Your hands were made for a hammer, not an axe. Made to make things, not to kill. Go back to that before it is too late. Now, here's my thought. Mm-hmm. Why do they want the axe so badly? Or why do they what's want him about to use a hammer? Or why do they not want him to have an axe? Yeah, what's special about... His this? axe is just an axe, right? Well, yeah, I'm wondering if they're they're trying to convince him to pack it all up and go home because Rand needs him. Could be. Yeah. Entirely possible. Or there's something special about this axe because then we go on to have Lanfear show up, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm Taviran. There are ways to change things, boy. Ways to avoid even fate. No. Sit and we will talk of them. No, Perrin no one's like, going to let you go home. The shadows appeared to shift and thicken, and Perrin's like, no, that's okay. At least have a drink with me to years do past. Do not do that. And do years not to come. drink with Satan. If yeah. I have learned anything from reading the Bible, you will see things more <laughs> clearly after. The man pushed across the table that had not been there a moment before. Oh, and see, and magically appearing drinks? Absolute no. Perrin is like, no, that's good. I'm out. He turns around. The fireplace was now rounded river stones. I can't help but notice that this devil chapter has a 6-6 six, six right yeah, there. I yeah, can't help great. but notice. You will not have many chances, the man said behind him in a hard voice. Three threads woven together share one another's doom. When oh. one is cut, all are. Oh, see, that's why they want them, him to go home. Fate can kill you if it does not do worse. Perrin felt a sudden heat against his back, rising, then fading just as quickly, as if the doors of a huge smelting furnace had swung open and closed again. Oh, that's hell, right? That's was, hell. Well, Perrin peered at the man's face. Even to his sharp eyes, the, sa the shadows seemed to shroud the other man's features like a warder's cloak. There was something about the man's eyes. Boof. Something he thought he could remember if he tried hard enough. Boof. Which is what? They got Probably fire in them. That this is actually Baalzaman, right? Yeah. No, this is Baalzaman for real. Yeah. 100%. No doubt in my mind. And what have they always described the heat from his eyes and mouth as? Fiery. A furnace. furnace. It's like a furnace. Oh, so that's why he so feels... So Perrin walks away and he's like, fuck that. Blah. Yeah. A little fire breathing action. Yep. Then he's somewhere else. He's looking into a mirror and like you said... Big, big-ass, cool, cool fucking helmet. Still has his axe, though. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if, you know, because we know Rand is reincarnated from somebody important. Maybe Perrin is, too, and that's Perrin why they want well him to... That's why they give him that he's helmet. Tavirin, right? He's Tavirin, and he's connected to Rand. Yeah. So. Well, I, I have to think that, you know, the only thing that's getting in my way in terms of fully supporting this theory is that Bridget and the other... You know, dead heroes had zero reaction to seeing Brigitte. him. Yeah. But I also wonder if maybe, you know, sometimes people are important who operate from the shadow, a little bit more from the shadows. That's true. You know, so maybe. Well, and maybe being... it's not that he's a legendary character, but maybe he loose Theron had like a really good buddy that being wore a, a lion hero helmet. Of the horn is very 
specific. It's really picky with right. who it takes. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Luce Theron had a had a buddy named Ted who wore a lion's helmet. Could be. You know, we don't know. Could be. He looks at his axe, a voice, his own, whispered in his mind that he would take it over any other weapon. <gasps> Wait. He had carried it a thought. thousand times in a hundred battles. Yes? If Luce Theron had three wives, like Rand is supposed to. He did not. Well, I'm just saying, or like three lovers. He did not. Well, we know he had two. He had an ex-girlfriend, and then, and, Ilya- and then he had Ilyana. Okay, but but could it be that Lanfear went bad while she was with Luce Theron, became like a baddie? Could that foreshadow one of Rand's oh. magic wives going bad? Could, yeah, maybe. I, I won't comment, but maybe. Because they also say that he's kind of a glutton for punishment when, when it, comes it comes to, to women. women. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking either Egwene, who is his current girlfriend, might go bad. I could might see go it. a little bit bad. Or could be, um, well, let's see, we have Min, we have Elaine and some third party lady. Uh, or Elaine. Could be. I could see it. He wanted to take it off, throw it away. I can't. And then... A man destined for Ugh. glory. The most your, beautiful woman he had ever seen. Your Lanfear voice is... Awful? No. Well, uh, what do you mean in by the, awful? Like, I hate it awful? Yeah, but good. like, but in a, a good way. I'm going for uh, the Bachelor contestant sexy baby voice. Oh, sexy baby is a little bit more like, ah. Yeah, but like yeah. intelligent also. I guess I'm going for, like, succubus you're going, voice. Yes, you're going with succubus voice or, like, um, femme fatale. Mm-hmm. Very That's femme what I'm fatale. looking for, yeah. Because yeah. sexy baby is different. It's a more recent phenomenon. Her eyes were pools of midnight, her skin creamy pale, and surely softer, more smooth than her dress of white silk. When she moved toward him, his mouth went dry. He realized that every other woman he had ever seen was clumsy and ill-shaped. Who is this, Allie? No idea. Who never is heard it? Of her. Is it Lanfear? Mm. I bet it's Lanfear. Who? I never heard of her. A man should grasp his destiny with both hands, Ugh. she said, smiling. Ugh. And he goes, yeah, uh, I mean, and there's this weird murmuring sound in his head all through weird. this. And, is that um, the Alzheimer doing weird stuff to him, or is that Celine do- or Lanfear doing weird stuff to him? Inside him, startlement fought with acceptance. He had no use for glory, but when she said it, he wanted nothing else. Mm. I mean, the murmuring sound dug at his skull. No, it was gone. And for a moment, so was acceptance. Yes. He put a hand to his head, touched the golden helmet, took it off. Uh, I don't think I want this. It's not mine. Don't want it. Oh, it's not his. What man with blood in his veins would not want glory? As much glory as if you had sounded the horn of Valir. Because you'd think that if, if he had a helmet... It would be a wolf helmet. Yeah, that would right? make sense, right? You would think. Yeah. And he goes, I don't. Did I'm seem a blacksmith. So what is Lanfear's deal here? First she's puffing up Rand with glory, now she's puffing up Perrin with glory. Well, because men who seek out power and glory are idiots. Yeah, That's they're bad, usually selfish. It's a bad idea. It's it's like every um, every advice for screenwriters and writers I've ever seen is if you're going to this industry for the money or fame, you're an idiot. Get the fuck this out. This is not yeah. what. This is not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it there's no guarantee, and it's a really difficult life. Yeah, you have to do it because you love um, it. You have to do it because you love it. And I feel similarly in that if you revolve your life around trying to Get you know glory be and fame, the coolest, yeah. you're setting yourself up for a lot of destruction and unhappiness. Perrin says, I'm a blacksmith. Her smile was pitying. Such a little thing to want. 
You must not listen to those who would try to turn you from your destiny. They would demean you, debase you, destroy you. Fighting fate can only bring pain. Why choose pain when you can have glory? When your name can be remembered alongside all the heroes of legend. He's like, no, you thanks. Can still, you can still follow your destiny and remember who you, who are, you are, Simba. You don't know the half of what you are, of what you can be. Come, share a cup with me. To no. destiny and glory. Do not drink Drink. That. And he looks at the cup and he's like, I feel like I've seen this exact same cup somewhere before. Huh. Where did he see that exact same cup somewhere before? Ooh. Maybe 25 seconds ago in his other dream when totally well, not Balsaman, Balsaman to- was oh, handing oh, it to oh, him. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to think back, like, have we seen a chalice somewhere? No, I is think there we- a Is there a, a myth thing about a chalice? Well, the Holy Grail, but that's well, hasn't uh, that's where I was going. Yeah, but no, I think this is just dream stuff where he doesn't remember ten seconds ago because it's a dream. He goes, no, no. She held out the golden cup to him. Drink. Why do they want him to drink so badly? Golden. I thought the cup was. It was no. I'm a blacksmith, and then your favorite. I am a man. Ridiculous. He shouted. <laughs> Ridiculous, but I'm glad it worked for him. <laughs> Darkness enfolded him, but her voice followed, whispering, The night is always there, and dreams come to all men, especially you, my wildling, and I will always be in your dreams. The night comes to all men, the dreams come to all men, especially you. Dreams come to all men, especially you. What is special about Perrin that would cause him to have more or different dreams? I'm trying to think, is it in relation to the other two boys, or is it in relation to regular people? She specified him, not you three. That's what I'm thinking. She said, especially you, my wildling. What does that mean? So I'm thinking, say it again, say it one more time. The night... Uh, the night is always there and dreams come to all men, especially you, my wildling. Okay, so I'm thinking about wolves. Okay. Okay. The night is always there. That's what you said? Yeah, and dreams come to all men. Okay. So I'm thinking the night is always there. That could be uh, something to do with, you know, wolves kind of at night, howling at the moon, that kind of thing. They they kind of, they're, they're more um, nocturnal. Also, what is her moniker? Daughter of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes to Perrin specifically, um, maybe because of who he was in a past life. Could be. Or because I, I have to think that even if they are not, you know, horn people, that maybe they're important in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we're getting kind of clues as to past, you know, who they might have been in the past with like Matt spouting in tongues and stuff. Um, but especially, does she come to. Are, are are wolf men and women particularly sensitive to her because of their connection with the moon, perhaps? She doesn't say, I will come to you, especially. She says... The night comes. Dreams. Dreams. Um, dreams come to all men, especially you. <sighs> Have we seen anything happening? Or maybe happening? he's got some kind of weird sensitivity to dreams. The only thing that we've known about dreams is that 
Egwene has a weird affinity for dreams. And Perrin stopped having bad dreams midway through book one when a wolf started showing up in them. Oh, it kind of like chases away the bad? It guards his dreams, apparently. And oh. then Balsam and lit it on fire. <gasps> no. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Ooh. Bring the wolf back. I he, liked that wolf. He lowered his arms. He was back in his own coat and breeches again, sturdy and well-made, if plain. Suitable garb for a blacksmith or any countryman. You've got to think, what kind of dreams is Matt having? It's not like he had the same protection. We don't know. We don't know anything about what Matt has been experiencing or thinking or doing, do I we? I would like to know. We know nothing. I would like to know. Do you think we will get a point of view chapter from Matt in this book? For sure. Maybe. Soon. Maybe we will. I, so. I can't answer that. I think next chapter we get some badness from the Trollocs or White Cloaks or something that gets Leah killed. I'm thinking Troll. I'm leaning Trollocs because we've got some weird activity with the Alzheimer. So who would show up? Let me read, Maybe the Solus are coming. Let me read <gasps> some chapter names. Stop okay. me when you think we get to if there is a Matt chapter. Okay. Stop me. Mm-hmm. Nightmare is walking. The hunt begins. The way out of the wait, mountains. Wait, wait, wait. The hunt begins could be. The way out of the mountains. Jara. Wait, wait, can I explain why? Yes. Because he's got the horn. Jara. Wolf dreams. Secrets. That, that's Perrin. Tarvalon. The uh, Emerald Sea. Uh, 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 Tarvalon. The Amerlin Seat. Punishments. The Bite of the Thorns. The Gray Man. Hunters Three. The Red Sister. Healing. Awakening. Healing could be. Could be. Visitations. And I'm going to stop there because this title start getting spoilery. Okay. I'm not saying that we get a Matt chapter we in this book. We definitely get a Matt chapter in this book. Come on. We've got a parent chapter. we got to get a Matt chapter. we got to know what's going on in that kid's head. I've got to apparently start liking him eventually. I never said that. So some people have implied that eventually he gets less annoying. Perrin finds himself on a low-railed bridge of stone, arching from one wide, flat-topped stone spire to another. Okay, we're in the ways. Spires that rose from depths too far for even his eyes to penetrate. Ways. Everywhere he looked, left and right, up or down, there were more bridges, more spires, and railless ramps. Ways. And the wait. <laughs> Go ask Alice. I don't know the words of this song. Suddenly, from the corner of his eye, he caught a motion, and without thinking, he crouched behind the stone railing. He sought what he had seen moving. A flash of white flickered yeah, on a distant Celine. ramp. And she's, or Lanfear, whatever a woman, her name is. He was sure. She's zigzagging, serpentining. A ahead woman of him. in a white dress hurrying somewhere. Doing the Usain Bolt. Uh, the thing? Well, yeah, the lightning thing. thing. Yeah. On a bridge slightly below him and much closer than the ramp where the woman had been, a man suddenly appeared. Nope. Tall and dark and slender. I don't like men in the silver in his dark hair giving him a distinguished look. Okay, so I'm thinking he could be a forsaken. His dark green coat thickly embroidered with golden leaves. Mm -hmm. Gold work covered his belt and pouch, and gems sparkled on his dagger sheath. He's well-dressed. And golden fringe encircled his boot tops. Mm -hmm. Where had he come from? Another man started across the bridge from the other side, his appearance as sudden as the first man's. Black stripes ran down the puffy sleeves of his red coat, and pale lace hung thick at his collar and cuffs. His Wait, boots, stripes? Puffy, uh, yes. Could he be Kyrianen? They're on his coat. They're not across the front. Okay. They're on the sleeves. I'm just trying to look for any context. You are about these very, people. very smart to do that. His boots were so worked with silver that it was hard to see the leather. He was shorter than the man he went to meet, more stocky, with close-cropped hair as white as his lace. Age did not make him frail, though. Okay, so these guys are older, because one of them's got a little salt and pepper, and the other one's white-haired. The two approached each other warily. 
Like two horse traders who know the other fellow has a spavined mare to sell, Perrin thought. What's a spavined mare? I have mare? no fucking idea, but I assume that it's... it's... Someone tell us. Hold on. Hey, Google. <laughs> what does spavined mare mean? These came back from a search. Spavined. Affected with spaven. Thanks. <laughs> oh, it's, it's spaven. Sorry. Uh, spaven. Swelling. Over the hill. Old. Oh, so so he has a mare to sell that's old. old. horse. Maybe he's yeah. sneaky about it. Yeah. The men okay. began to talk. Perrin can't hear anything. He looks for the woman. Totally not Lanfear. She's not there, though. Okay. When he looked back down, another woman had, uh, another man had joined the first two. And somehow, from somewhere, Perrin knew him with the vagueness of an old memory. Here's my thought. Huh? Okay. Wait. Keep reading. A handsome man in his middle years wearing nearly black velvet lace. He's handsome. He's bad. Wearing nearly black velvet and white lace. An inn, Perrin thought, and something before that. Something something a long time ago, it seemed. Hey, Allie. So this dude's been following them around for a bit, I think. Where have we seen the description of a man with nearly black velvet and white lace in an inn? You're really going to have to reach. Shit. You're really going to have to reach. Fuck. So hard. Uh, is it book one? No. Uh, mm. Well, this is page 70. Because Perrin must have been there, Let me right? just flip back to page 66. Perrin had a feeling he knew the man. Uh, this fellow was in his middle years, handsome and too well-dressed for a country inn, in dark, nearly black velvets, with white lace falls at his collar. Is that Ballsman? This is the guy four pages ago in the inn. It's the same guy. It's the same dude. Okay, so it's Balsaman. It's prop. If that was Balsaman, this is Balsaman. However, if that was a Shamael, then this is a Shamael. Oh, I think it's Balsaman because um, Kramer used the Balsaman voice. Kramer used the Balsaman voice. Yeah. Well, we don't know what is a Shamael voice is, do we? No. It might be the same kind of voice. They they just all have that characteristic nasal quality going on. Did Agenor? <sighs> God, I'm not going to tell. Like ago. I'm not going to tell you if this is a Shamael or if this is Baalzman or if this is someone else. Michael Kramer's just just decided that all bad all the men have, have the same nasally voice. mobster voices. But if you had to put money on it, judging by the fact that Furnace Face, you would say Baalzman <laughs> over a Shamael. I'm going to go with Furnace Face equals the devil equals Baalzman mm-hmm. instead of a son. Okay, yeah, good. But one of these other two chuckleheads might could be... certainly be a Shamael. Mm-hmm. Could. Could certainly be a shaman. We don't know much about what they look like. Yeah. Right? This one guy is wearing golden green and golden fringe, and the other guy has stripes on a puffy sleeves of a coat, lace on his collar, and incredibly intricate silver-worked boots. I mean, they're they're rich dudes. Yeah. One of them's younger than the other. The salt and pepper guy is younger. Probably. And then a third guy rolls up. And by the way, where else has Perrin seen if this is Balsaman? He had the dream, right? Mm-hmm. In book one, he had dreams where yeah, Ballsman yeah, yeah. showed up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. By the way, I didn't mean to sass you when I was saying you have to dig deep. I was just trying to be snarky and jokey. It's, it's okay. It's okay. okay. You Thank can you. snark at me. Okay. I snark at you. Okay, good. I'm not exempt. His eyes, Perrin thought. What is strange about his eyes? I don't know. Something about flames, the probably. Two, the two guys who are not Ballsman seem kind of uncomfortable. Well, you know, as you would be when the devil comes strolling mm-hmm. up to you. They argue. They continue arguing. Ooh, I don't know if I'd argue with the devil. They all argue at each other. 
and then the man in dark velvet threw his arms wide as if demanding an end to it, and an expanding ball of fire enveloped them, hid them, spreading out and out. And that's why you don't argue. And uh, then Just Perrin... private, politely decline. Perrin uh, throws his arms around his head because, oh fuck, fire... Mm -hmm. The fiery gale roared through him, too. He could feel it burning, tugging, trying to consume him and scatter the ashes. He yelled, trying to hang on to himself, knowing it was not enough. And between one heartbeat and the next, the wind was gone. One instant, a storm of flame pummeled him, the next, utter stillness. Now, here's my thing. With the Forsaken, if these two were Forsaken dudes, would they be arguing with the devil? I don't know. Maybe? Do we know what the the power dynamic there is? No. Because we haven't seen Forsaken interact with the Dark One, have we? Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming they, you know, they're not slumming. They've got some nice clothes, I bet. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, what's their power dynamic like? If if Ishamael thinks he's running things and the Baalsman comes up to him and says, you know, something that Ishamael doesn't want to do, could that lead to, you know... An argument. Well, and would not would not the Dark One be the type to fucking flame out the joint if the argument was going poorly. Yeah. Do you think Ishamael is here? In the dream or in, in this interaction? Could be. Cool. It's my it's a theory. Jake uh Esam and Luke was my other theory. Right, but then you canned that pretty quick. Well, now I'm kinda of going back to it. Could I, be. Because they might have reason to argue with the devil as well, and they might not like each other very much. Though I believe one of them it said was alive and one of them is dead. One did live and one did die, but both are. But where? In the dream world? We don't know, do we? Who knows? We don't know. I, I'm going back and forth about whether we or don't not know I if they're that could be wrong. bad guys or good guys either. We know nothing. No. Not really. We know nothing. Though I feel like Esam was sort of hinted at being kind of the worst. We and know that Luke Esam, was supposed to be a good guy. Esam betrayed uh, Malkir, so he's probably so he's a bad probably guy. probably a dick. Plus, Luke, Esam sounds like Esau, yeah. who is not a great dude yeah. in the Bible. Luke was Tigraine's brother. Mm-hmm. who went off into the blight to try to figure out what the fuck happened. Right. And Luke was a disciple in the Bible, so he's probably I'm just going with, you know, the nomenclature probably a good dude. I could see it. Mm-hmm. So, Perrin uh the fire goes away. Perrin's like, "Oh, cool." And he kind of looks over the railing and then he turns around and there's a wolf behind him. And rather than having a reasonable reaction, he starts screaming, "This is a dream, a nightmare. I want to wake up." Okay. I want to wake up. He ran and his vision blurred. He shivered with the cold and knew this for blah, blah, blah. He had been in this place before on previous nights, and if he understood nothing of it, he still knew it for a dream. For once, knowing changed nothing. He ran and his vision blurred. The blurs shifted. A buzzing filled his ears, then faded. Huge columns of polished redstone surrounded the open space where he stood. Sure. Beneath a domed ceiling, fifty paces or more above his head. He and another man as big could not have encircled one of those columns with their arms. The floor was paved with great slabs of pale gray stone and centered beneath the dome. Okay, and it's the sword. Yep. A sword hanging hilt down in the air, apparently without support, seemingly where anyone could reach out and take it. Yet it was not really a sword. There's a... Yes, and that's when I freaked out. Mm Mm-hmm. Here we are. Sword that's not a sword. Yep. He tries to touch it, and what happens? Nothing. His fingers splay out when yeah. he gets near it. Yeah. Because something invisible is keeping him from touching it. Calendor. It's not for him. Calendar's not for him. Calendor. Who wields me? Who wields me? Wields destiny. Take me and begin the final journey. And he's like, I hate it. Because he's never heard that whisper in the chamber before. He's been there four nights in a row, and this is the first time that had happened. 
And then he hears, the twisted ones come. And it's from the wolf. And he looks at the wolf and the wolf goes, the twisted ones come. And Perrin goes, no, man, can I just not do this right now? But what are twisted ones, Allie? Soulless? We've or heard no, the term draw, twisted draw, ones. Man, me or me. Trollocks. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I, I had like two options. <laughs> he clawed his way up. awake and sat up in his hut, shaking with fear and cold and anger. I will not, he whispered hoarsely. The twisted ones come. The thought was clear in his yeah, see, head. This is what I'm saying. But the thought this was is not what his I'm own. Saying. I'm saying this. Okay, the wolves the are, are telepathing come, to him that the Trollocs are on their way. Yeah. This is how Leah dies, for sure. Maybe. Next chapter. Because What's the chapter the, heading, yes, Allie? I know, that's what I was going to say. I saw this right before you. Uh, we started. That, that it's, the tra- it's a Trolloc. That yeah. looks like a Trolloc to me. And what's the chapter name? Nightmares walking. Yeah, but Boom. meantime, bye, Leah. That was KO. the end. Of she, Leah, she, she's about chapter. to retire. She's got a pregnant wife at home. She's chap. Yes, got so much to live for. She and Dina will be hanging out soon. That was Rip. the end of chapter four. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you back here next week for some more wheel takes. Leah's dead. Leah's Leah will be dead. Min said so, so that's a safe bet. Well, okay, but she didn't say when, and I'm going to say right fucking now. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wheeltakes. Follow us on Instagram at wheeltakespodcast. Follow us on Twitter at wheeltakespod. Follow us on Spotify. uh, uh, Rate, subscribe, etc. Review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd be very grateful. Anything to say, Allie, apart from Leah's dead? Leah's dead. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening. This was Wheel Takes with Allie and Gus. Music by Alexander Nakarada.